Samin, Rishi. Hello. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Life Kit. <laughs> hey, everybody. Shireen Marisol Miraji here. And my guests on this episode of NPR's Life Kit are Samin Nasrat and Rishi Hearway. They co-host the hit podcast series Home Cooking. And we're going to talk about cooking without a recipe. Yeah, I kind of fundamentally hate recipes and I'm not a very good follower of rules. This is also why we get along, because I'm the same way. Samin, we know you, you've cooked professionally. You've got this best-selling cookbook, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Rishi. Who the heck are you? (laughs) Yeah, who are you as a cook? The fact is I have no qualifications to be on this show, except for the fact that it was my idea and I talked Samin into it. (laughs) Rishi is a musician and creator of the podcast and Netflix show Song Exploder, so he's a big deal too, just not in the culinary sense. On their pod, the two friends talk through listeners' cooking questions, and the idea came to Rishi after he messed up his mom's famous mango pie. It wasn't smooth and creamy like it was supposed to be. It just wasn't right. There were these little white flecks in the texture. So he called up Samin. She's like, did you bring your, your ingredients to room temperature before you did this. Is that important? Are you sure that's that's that could be it? And she was like, it's, I'm 99% sure that's the reason why. She was right. And I said, Samin, this is a podcast. Samin Nasrat, chef detective. A year and a half after Rishi made that initial pitch, we all found ourselves at home cooking a lot more because, you know, a global pandemic. And we needed help. And Samin Nasrat, chef detective became home cooking. The mango pie ended up becoming a column. One of my most popular columns ever. Even yeah. though Samin never actually had my version <laughs> of the mango pie. She had to go fancy it up for the New York Times. Did you try her recipe? <laughs> no, because I know what it's supposed to really be. <laughs> Good thing we're not talking about recipes. After the break, Samin and Rishi discuss tips for improvisational cooking. This is NPR's Life Kit. I'm Shireen Marisol Miraji, and we're winging it in the kitchen with the hosts of the home cooking podcast, Samin Nasrat and Rishi Hirway. There are sort of two modes of cooking in my house. My wife uh, also does a lot of cooking, but she tends to get excited about a recipe beforehand, and you know she plans to make it, and she's more methodical about it. The times when it's my turn to cook, um, I usually have been working in the studio up until the last minute, and then I get realize I'm really hungry. I go in the house. She's also really hungry, and she's you know cranky because I haven't made anything yet. And then I, <laughs> then I look, and I'm like, what can I make with whatever we have here? So let's go into the fridge. Let's go into the pantry. What do people need to have in their fridge, in their pantry, so that they can open it up when they're hungry and make something? Um, I would say always have a really well-stocked spice shelf, a really well-stocked shelf of like the vinegars and oils and seasonings, things like soy sauce. I love Bragg's liquid aminos, which is like Mm -hmm. the hippie version of soy sauce. That's Uh, so gay. Everybody (laughs) in the Bay has Bragg's in their spice cabinet. It is is 100% a Bay Area thing. (laughs) I really only have one recipe that I use it for, but it's like irreplaceable. (laughs) Um, I have so many spicy condiments in my fridge. If you open it up, it's like 99% hot sauces and pepper pastes. (laughs) 
you know, and those are from all over the world. I want to be able to go to any country at the at the drop of a hat. If we're talking about strictly spice cabinet, then my my number one would be cumin. Even if that's if you just have that and salt, you can make any kind of bean or lentil or whatever. You can really turn it into something so delicious. I think right now I have four different types of cumin in my spice cabinet, but I, as long as you have one, I think you're, you're good. Oh, and then I also have um, a very well-stocked rice area. Yeah. <laughs> and then many different kinds of pastas and noodles, as in soba noodles, rice noodles. Um, and then the other like sort of like secret weapon place in the kitchen for me is my freezer where I have many different kinds of frozen vegetables, which at the beginning, that was one of the things I panic bought at the beginning of the quarantine was frozen broccoli, frozen carrots, frozen peas, frozen all the things, because that's sort of my quickest way to a soup or a pasta is some frozen vegetables and some stock and some noodles. A lot going on there. Rishi, would you mind doing a little recap for us? Okay. Your well-stocked pantry needs to include oils, vinegars, some kind of grains, whether it's pastas or rices, greens, either fresh in your fridge or frozen in your freezer, and spices in your spice cabinet. You can go all kinds of different directions as long as you have those things. I would also add, for me, absolute requirement for for home cooking is you need to always have onions and garlic. You you do sort of need to know how to cook, right? You You have to have the basics down before you open up your fridge and you freestyle it and you don't have a recipe. So you have to have some facility with the basic techniques, say of boiling, of sauteing. Mm -hmm. It's more getting yourself into the mode of thinking of piling things up on top of each other. And the only way that that happens is with practice. Right. In order to be be able to be truly free (laughs) and make something beautiful, um, and and you guys know this because you're artists in your own right, in your own in your own fields. We must have some constraints, right? Like if you have total freedom, you're just going to be loosey goosey and you don't know where to start. And you're like, right. And that's you standing in front of your fridge and you're like, what do you do? So you need to have some constraint. And so you have to choose an anchor. You need to just make a decision. And that decision is going to be the thing that anchors this meal. So the decision can be how much time you have. The decision can be what you're craving in terms of like, I really want Mexican food right now. It can be, oh, I really need to use up this chicken breast before like I have this leftover chicken breast that's already cooked or I need to use up these chicken thighs before they go bad or, you know, so it can be an ingredient that you need to use up. The other one is like sort of like what resources you have. So it could be like, I don't know, like you're you're a college student in a dorm and all you have to use is your toaster oven right and so you're limited by your resource of your right or your microwave like you're limited by what you have to use or maybe you have only a two burner stove and so you can't do something that requires an oven you know so you you have to choose an anchor and make your decisions around that anchor so once you do that like for us in this moment for this like fantasy meal that we're making we can make our anchor be a craving like what are you craving um i am craving i've just been craving sour things and pickles lately i am not pregnant 
what if we make like a big Vietnamese salad out of whatever you have in your fridge and that's gonna be your dinner. So we're gonna turn to your vinegar shelf and we're gonna pull down the rice wine vinegar. And knowing that, you know, we're gonna pull out the carrots, the crunchy carrots and we're gonna, and the cucumbers and we're gonna slice them thinly. Oh, maybe you have a radish or whatever. So we'll slice those thinly. We'll pour some rice vinegar and some salt and some sugar over there and let that sit. In the meantime, we'll find out, oh, do you have any protein that you can use? Is it tofu? Is it um, chicken? Is it meat? Is it pork? Oh, is it already cooked? Great, if it's already cooked, we'll just shred it. If it's not already cooked, we could grill it really quickly. Oh, the rice noodles, those just get dunked in a pot of hot water. So let's put on a pot of water to come to a boil in the background while we're also washing our lettuces. Oh, we definitely want a big pile of herbs in this crunchy salad. Here we have cilantro and mint. Let's pull that out of the like back of the drawer. Ooh, it's kind of like yucky. We gotta <laughs> get all the rotting stuff off. That's what happens in my fridge every time. <laughs> get all the rotted ones off. Oh wait, oh yeah. Oh, I want something spicy in there. Here's some jalapeno. Oh wait, I forgot. What are the things that go in this like Vietnamese flavors? I'm gonna pull up my, you know, cookbook. I'm gonna pull out Andrea Nguyen's book. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm gonna Google this on the internet. I'm gonna do a little research while the water's coming to a boil. Like this is how I do it is I'm just sort of like piecing it all together. And then in 15 minutes, I've figured it out. And and now I just ate your dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. Sorry. Samin has so many ideas. You know, you give her mm-hmm. one question. It, like the, the podcast could not exist if it weren't for Samin's brain that you say okra. And she's like, here are 10 ideas. And then my job is just to pick the two that I think will work for dummies like me. And then yeah. we're good. I, I grew up, I mean, my mom taught me how to cook. My mm-hmm. grandma taught me how to cook. It was a pinch of this, a dash of that. There was never a recipe in sight ever. And the reason why I started using recipes is because I got into a funk and I just kept doing sort of the same traditional Puerto Rican dishes that I grew up doing. And, you know, some of the Italian things that I just figured out by going to an Italian restaurant and saying, oh, this is how you do it at home. Recipes for me have just been a way to explore and learn more. I don't know if I'm wedded to them, but they've definitely opened my mind a lot. And now I really enjoy using a recipe. And I know this whole thing for Life Kit is about how do you chuck the recipe and cook freestyle? But it's, I mean, recipes have just helped me become a better cook. I think you touched on something that feels really important to me too. Um, like the, the most important thing besides the sort of base set of ingredients that you might have, I think is uh, being a good eater. If you are someone who really loves food and appreciates it, and you can think about the reasons why you like something and what it is that's coming together to make it taste the way that it does, that's probably, I think, the thing that I bring to my cooking. You know, same thing, my, my mom, I've never seen my mom use a recipe. She's an amazing cook, but I got to have the pleasure of eating her food and thinking about it and all my favorite restaurants. I think I'm constantly sort of getting to collect bits of knowledge of like, oh, this ingredient in this thing and this thing tasted good together. And so later when you are faced with a situation where you have to improvise, you can just pull that little bit from your memory. So when you're out eating, really pay attention to the flavors that you like, how they go together. I just think that's so great. Um, So, I mean, what should people who are obsessed with recipes take from 
a recipe that will help them improvise. For example, soup recipes all kind of have the same base. Like, what should I be looking for in a recipe that I can use to improvise many other things? Ratios are really important for a lot of dishes. So becoming familiar and sort of getting used to understanding, for example, that classic combination of onions, carrots, celery. You know, what's, what's a great amount of onions, carrots, celery? So usually it's like two onions, one carrot, one celery. That's a great ratio to sort of commit to memory. Or if you're making um, like a custard, a classic ratio is one cup of cream, one egg, one egg yolk. You know, so if you are really a recipe person, start paying attention to, you know, recipe after recipe so that over time you bec- you become familiar with, oh, this is a really wet batter. This is a really dry batter. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Once you start paying attention to that kind of stuff, eventually you can start making those kinds of decisions and know what those decisions will yield. What's the best meal to start your practice on if you're going to be freestyling? Like dinner feels high stakes, but maybe it's not. I would say start with a pot of beans. You can um, just start with canned beans. And I don't love the way the liquid necessarily tastes in canned beans. So I usually rinse them off and then start with new water that then I might sort of add uh, some spices like Rishi's cumin or sizzle a little bit of garlic in some oil and then add the beans into to kind of get them flavored up or add a little spoonful of one of the chili pastes from my fridge into. But if you're feeling like you can sort of take the next step and cook some dried beans, I like to soak my beans overnight in water. So three times as much water as beans with a healthy palm full of salt and a pinch of baking soda. I'll just leave that in the pot that I'm going to cook it in. The next day, turn on the water, bring it to a boil, reduce it to a simmer and cook them until they're tender. And if I have a bay leaf, I'll add it in. (laughs) But if you don't, no, no worries. And then you have this beautiful blank slate. That's a great way to start improvising. So if you want to turn it into chili, you can add meat and vegetables. If you want to turn it into soup, you can add vegetables and little little tiny pastas and make something, you know, um, it's called pasta fagioli. You can serve it as rice and beans. I really think that's a great low stakes way to go. Uh, I really appreciate this. This was fun. This It was a hard topic, too. It's also, this is literally the topic of my next book. We can like redo this interview in two years after I've written my book and I'll be a better, I'll be better equipped to talk about it. But yeah, it's just a tricky thing to sort of distill and I'm still in the middle of trying to distill it. So I thought of what I, I thought of a better answer to the question of like, what, what do I do on the show? It's like, <laughs> Samin is the, is the wonderful bean liquid i'm the pot i'm the i'm the container and samin is the ingredients yes sorry (laughs) you're all how can we help people cook and i'm like not long after we recorded this conversation which was really fun and wonderful Rishi's beloved mother, Kanta Hirwe, passed away. She was a phenomenal cook, and that mango pie she made every single year on Thanksgiving inspired one of Samin's most popular New York Times columns and recipes. Rishi, my deepest condolences to you and your family. Everyone here at Life Kit is thinking of you all. 2020 was an excruciating year, 
And I really hope 2021 is brighter for all of us. For more NPR Life Kit, check out our other episodes. I hosted one about how to be happier, something we all need right now. You can find that at npr.org slash lifekit. And if you love Life Kit and you want more, subscribe to our newsletter at npr.org slash lifekit newsletter. This episode was produced by Claire Marie Schneider and me. Megan Kane is the managing producer. Beth Donovan is the senior editor. Our digital editors are Beck Harlan and Claire Lombardo. I'm Shireen Marisol Meraji. Thanks for listening. The news moves fast. Listen to the NPR News Now podcast to keep up. We update stories as they evolve every hour. So no matter when you listen, you get the news as close to live as possible on your schedule. Subscribe to or follow the NPR News Now podcast.